Welcome to Tools for the Times with Wendy Cohen, where you will learn how to be spiritually secure and inspired as you prepare for the future. If you are struggling with unforgiveness, um, I think pretty much Wendy and I would both say welcome to the club. Uh, we, yeah, we, I'm, I'm sure if not currently, we've all struggled with it. And I'm telling you, you are going to want to stick around for this one because Wendy is going to be sharing about radical forgiveness and, and you might go, yeah, well, she hasn't walked through what I've walked through. No, what she's been through is probably worse to be honest with you. So listen to what she has to say, Wendy, I'm glad that you are sharing with us today because unforgiveness it's a cancer, man. It can just eat us alive from the inside out. You know, at any given moment in our lives, we get to choose. I mean, always and always we get to choose. We can choose between being bitter and angry or between being loving and forgiving. And the problem is that people associate forgiveness with lack of justice. Mm-hmm. Right. Somebody has right. Somebody has abused you. Somebody has abused somebody else. Right. Somebody in my case has been murdering little children. Ugh. And some, I mean, awful things have been happening. And you think if I forgive them, it means that I don't hold them accountable. And that's true. When I forgive, I don't hold them accountable. I lift them up to the father who then holds them accountable. Okay, so now if we go back in or not, depending is well, but he holds them accountable and and if they repent, surrender, etc. So let's go back in Jewish history to Manasseh. Manasseh was the most wicked king that Israel had, and it was his fault that Israel was taken into captivity. And this horrible, horrible man who killed children regularly for sacrifices and just, he was horrible in captivity. He repented and it is written down in scripture that he became a godly man. Wow. When we take judgment into our own hands, what we bind, we bind and what we loose, we loose. And we don't allow the forgiveness of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit to work. Now, in my case, my grandfather raised his whole family to hate God to the bone. And he raised them to do this because he was angry about what happened in Nazi Germany. He was angry about what happened in the pogroms in Russia. And he, if God existed, he was disgusted with him. The day came when I forgave him for teaching us all to be atheists and to hate God. And it's the only time I've ever heard this. I heard the angelic choir for a long time singing hallelujah. I had an open vision into heaven and I watched the angelic choir sing hallelujah. I don't know what happened that day when I forgave him, but all of heaven rejoiced that I forgave him. Well, it says when one sinner comes to know Christ that they celebrate, but to get that glimpse is just overwhelming. The thought of that is overwhelming. So in some ways, you know, it's like, so 
when I was in Nazi, well, when I was in Germany and I was in Poland, and I went to visit the concentration camps, and I was in Birkenau, which is the killing camps associated with Auschwitz, and I was walking up and down the aisles, up and down the aisles there, and I mean, I was traumatized by what I was seeing. They killed 20,000 people a day. And at one point I had my hand in ashes and a friend of mine came and handed me the inner sole of a woman's shoe. And I said to the Lord, I'm going to break into a thousand pieces. I can't handle this. And the Lord said, you forgive. You forgive everyone, everything. And I stood up and I started to walk up and down the aisles of Birkenau with my arms extended, just forgiving everyone, forgiving the Germans, forgiving the Polish people, forgiving the Jews, because they could have run away if they had thought it through. Forgiving, I mean, before it happened, forgiving, forgiving, forgiving. And I fell into a kind of ecstasy. And it lasted through all the time that I was in Poland, no matter where I went, where the Jews had been traumatized. And the Lord said to me, he said, now you will write your book about your own story because now you understand forgiveness and you will now offer this forgiveness to the world. And that's what my book about freedom is about because Freedom comes with forgiveness. When you forgive something, it doesn't bind you. When you don't forgive it, as God says, you're wrapped in a prison. And your but, mind goes, but you knew well, you knew what you were angry about. Some of us are angry and we don't even know what we're mad about. People so have no you clue. have people, to know what happened. If people have been through demonic abuse, like I went through, they are programmed to forget and repeat, forget and repeat, forget and repeat. So they will end up doing to others what their tormentors did to them, and they won't know why they're doing it. And they've been programmed to do this. And so when you choose to forgive, part, one of the most beautiful parts of the process is you ask God to come in and reveal the memories to you. And Ooh, as it's hard. He yes, <laughs> it's hard. It's very hard. I, I had to look at the most atrocious things that had happened to me and that I had also done to other people. Because and that's how you got free. I it wasn't until okay, it wasn't until I looked at the worst thing that I had done that I became free. We don't and, want to visit those. That's too no, painful. People, no, people don't want to visit them. They want to run from them. But whenever you have a problem with anybody in your life, if you run from it, if you won't deal with the emotions, if you won't deal with the issues, then there's no freedom. You're always going to be skirting around. How do I get around dealing with this issue? Well, if you will deal with it, if you'll talk about it, if you'll say in love, not in judgment, in love. Do you remember when you did this? Or do you remember when I did that? And I'm sorry. And would you please talk to me about why you did that? And you come yeah. to echad, to unity. It's a Hebrew word, echad. You come to unity with each other. Then that thing has no power. And it's the same. I had to go back and forgive the people who pushed me into doing such evil and who trained me to do evil and who did such evil to me. I had to forgive them. And when I forgave them, it let go. 
And I tell you, those were the hardest years of my life. They t- it took about two years till I really started to bottom out on everything. Mm-hmm. And just to keep looking at that evil was horrible. But now I'm free. Mm-hmm. But you can choose. And we're circling back to the very beginning of the show. And it sounds so cliche to say either bitter or better, but I'm seeing this through a um, different lens now. I mean, you can choose to stay angry and full of resentment and hatred or forgive and just trust. You know what? God's got this. Every, he knows every detail. He he can handle this. I can let go. That's true freedom. I can let go. Yeah, and think about it. Who is it who creates bitterness and blame and resentment and a desire to hide and not talk about something? Who creates that? That's Satan. Yeah. And who creates love and compassion and a desire for truth? That's God. So you get to choose. People don't realize when they decide to hold on to this stuff, they don't realize that every time they do that, they're partnering with Satan. And they're making a stronghold in their lives for Satan. And somebody's going, yeah, but you don't know my ex-husband. Right. He, He deserves. It's not fair that he got away with. He's the one that, how do you learn to forgive? How, how do you, how do you do that? I hear the words. Two things. You decide. And then you go to God for help. Yeah. You know, it's like when I went walking up and down the camps at Birkenau, that forgiveness didn't come from me. Hmm. That was a gift from God. And so when we decide to forgive and we choose it and we ask God for help, I'll tell you a story. It's about a woman named... Rose Price, and she had been in the concentration camps, and she had been given this message by God to go around teaching about forgiveness. And she went through Germany, she went through Eastern Europe teaching about forgiveness, and afterwards people would come up for prayer. And one day, as she was standing there, the man who had been the worst abuser of her comes and stands in front of her. And says, do you forgive me? And she couldn't. She said, I, she didn't know what to say. I, she didn't say anything. She just I, she couldn't. And she said, Lord, help me. And she says she put out her hand in a very wooden gesture and shook his hand. And when their hands met, God's presence poured through her arms into his arms, and she truly forgave him. So that's similar to what happened to me. And when I forgave the people who abused me when I was a child, I was forgiving them of ghastly things that they did to me. Ghastly. And it was like, as I forgave, and for me it went through levels, as I forgave, all the effect of all that ghastliness disappeared. It it left my body. It left my mind. It left my soul. I can still remember the things, but I remember them like I walked down the street yesterday. They have no emotional power over me. 
So people who say, how can I forgive my husband? My question is, do you want to continue to partner with the enemy and continue to have prisons in your life and continue to be miserable and continue to be affected by that? Or do you want to forgive and release it? God is the judge. God will judge them. So... It's not your business. We don't eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. We eat of the tree of life unless we choose otherwise. When we forgive, we don't forget. And that doesn't instantly heal everything all the time. God can, mm -hmm. but a lot of times we have residual effects like lack of trust or Do emotional imbalance because of things that have happened to us. Right. So... When people come to faith and when people repent, God does different degrees of things with different people. I know of people who it's just like they're completely washed clean. It's completely done. And I know people like me who have to walk it out step by step. But God has his reasons why each person has to do it the way they do it. So God has raised me up to, how do I want to say this, to be victorious in him through my own choice, step by step by step. And some of those steps have been very big and some of them have been little. And each person is going to be different. You, it requires a lot of tenacity. You don't quit. You can't give up. No, you don't quit. So what is the relationship right now between what happened to you and how you handle the current state of affairs You know, today? Right. Again, because right. we are new in Christ, but there are residual effects of things that have happened to us. Okay. So I want to say a few things about this. First okay. thing, when World War II finished, the Allies went whoopee. They yeah. didn't realize the enemy also went whoopee. Mm. They didn't realize because they thought, okay, we've defeated it on the physical level, on the natural level, it's done. Well, what happened to Germany and what happened to Eastern Europe wasn't only on the physical level. People's brains were controlled. They were focused sure. by hypnosis. They were just, the ability to think rationally was destroyed. Right. And Satan had won a major victory. He had managed to totally deceive most of a continent. Yeah. Now, what happened at that point was that we went into la-la land. Oh, we won this victory. Oh, wow, that we had the 50s. Everything was good in the United States. And, well, okay, I'll go on in a minute. But then what happened to the enemy is he went underground. Mm. And he continued to process and think through how he could manipulate, how he could control. And so then we had the 60s and free love and free sex and then the 70s and then things got wilder and now they're absolutely crazy in the world and the enemy never quit. He just went underground and he has now surfaced and he is controlling the world to the greatest extent he can. Let's go back to the forgiveness. If you stay angry, if you get the same thing, if you get mad, if you get furious, if you get hostile, if you want to defeat him, if you go after him like this, what energy is that? Right. If Christ defeated the enemy 
through sacrificial love. If you meet the chaos in the world through love, through forgiveness, through trusting it to God, through handing it to God, through releasing its effect upon you. Pay attention. It's not just forgiveness. Okay. Handing it to God, releasing its effect upon you, breaking its ability to control you in any level. And you lift all that stuff up to the Father and you choose to walk things out in love and forgiveness. And the enemy can't touch you. So, so I will tell you today, there's still areas where the enemy can get into me. And sure. those are still areas where I have still partnered with the enemy and I haven't broken that agreement. So when the enemy gets the better of me, I go, oh, 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 there's something. You what recognize it. I, right. I go after it. Right. What is this thing? I have to give this thing to God. How big is it? Okay. How big can I make it? Because I want to get all the parts I can. How much can I let go of it once? And I go, boom, here. Yeah. Yeshua, hear Jesus. Yeah. And then it's done. And then the enemy can't do that to me anymore. Yeah. So, yeah. I was just going to say, what if people are looking in their toolbox, uh, their spiritual toolbox, what tools do you have to help people be set free? Okay. Another lesson, another one of these podcasts, another one of these lessons, we're going to talk about parts. And so one of the things that we're going to discuss is parts and how you heal broken parts. Okay. And so that will happen later. But what I want to talk about today is what I said earlier. So you have to release the issue to God, to Christ. You have to break agreement with it. You have to trust the whole issue to Christ I visualize myself handing it to him. I mean, different people have different ways. Just I give it to you. And yeah. then you have to ask him to fill that with himself. So that becomes how you seal it. Because remember, Yeshua, Jesus talks about, Yeshua is Hebrew for Jesus. Yeshua, he talks about how if you kick out demons and you leave the space clean and empty seven times that many demons are going to come and fill it. So what right. you do when you release all that is then you ask Yeshua, Jesus, to come in and fill it completely with his love, with his blood. Now, something else you do is you cover everything with Jesus's blood. Yeah. You know, and you all, you just, that's bottom line, because that's the power where the redemption came from. So you go back to that whenever there's an issue. So let's say you get mad, your husband does something really dumb, or maybe he does something really mean, and you're furious, you just, you're ready. I cover myself in Jesus' blood. Yeah. I cover myself. I hand my anger to you, Lord God. I declare your victory over this situation, Lord God. Now, what is it? that you want me to do. And so then you wait until something comes that gives you peace. If it's appropriate to confront your husband, you do. If it's not, if you're in an unsafe place, then you start to seek him. What do I do to take care of myself? How do I leave? How do I stand? You find out from the Lord. But when you're angry, you're not going to hear God's truth. You're hearing too much from the darkness. You Absolutely. let go of the anger. You let go of the upset. You wait upon the Lord, and you will hear exactly what you need to do. If you hear it in words, great. If it comes from a feeling of peace, great. Somehow, God will communicate to you according to the way 
you communicate to him. A lot of people journal. Yeah. That's a very good way. Wendy, we've got to start wrapping up, but my final question is, what is your prayer and your message for, for those friends that are watching or listening today? Let me see. What does the Lord want to say? The Lord wants to encourage you. There is nobody alive who has not been impacted by the demonic at some level. Somebody sometime mm -hmm. in your life has hurt you because they were influenced by the demonic. Mm -hmm. And there's nobody alive who doesn't carry some of those wounds. Wow. And there's nobody alive that God can't touch and God can't reach and God doesn't desire to bring healing to. You are one of the chosen, if you choose to be with God, that God has chosen to bring his wholeness and his salvation and his healing to you. You keep choosing to be single-minded, to trust Jesus with whatever you feel, whatever wound, and you don't hide, never hide. Tell God the truth. Tell him the truth. Tell God the truth. Go after the truth with God, even if it's something silly. God, I'm mad that person cut me off in traffic. There's, yes. there's a reason why you're mad. Go yes. after those things with the Lord. Help me, Lord, to let go of this anger and show me why and show me your love for this person. And you come in mm -hmm. humility and grace. And each step of the way, we will meet you. He will meet you. Now, where you are broken into parts or you know people who are broken into parts where they, they don't act same. They may act like they act like that, uh, Jekyll and Hyde. One day they're nice, one day they're mean. One day they're this, one day they're that. Then you're dealing with parts that have been broken off. And we will talk about that in another time about how you help yourself heal and how you help other people heal. So wow. now I will pray. Lord God, I just bless everybody listening to this. I declare your victory over each and every one of our lives. I declare your truth over each and every one of our lives. Pour out your substance into each of us. Pour out your love into That's each fine. of us. Pour out your blood and your body into each of us. Let us take communion with you in the spirit and in the natural. Let us walk step by step with you, with you guiding us each step of the way. And guide us into that place where your total freedom envelops us and the enemy can no longer to touch us. In Jesus' name, in Yeshua's Jesus name, name, I pray. Bless all of you out you. there to know him and walk with him and love him. If you do not know Jesus this day, may I ask you to invite him into your heart. Total and complete healing is available to you. Total and complete love and forgiveness is available to you. Total and complete wonderment. Life can be the biggest mystery, the biggest adventure, the biggest mm -hmm. glorious experience you can imagine, even in the midst of all the problems that we're facing. Yes. I know that for myself because I made that shift. And if I made that shift with what I went through, so can you. Mm -hmm. In Jesus' name, I pray blessings on all of you. Amen. Amen. When I was six years old, my parents left me with a babysitter who practiced ritual abuse. 
It took me a lifetime to gain my sanity back. Wendy Cohen, a Messianic Jew and author of Freedom, True Freedom Lasts Forever, experienced something that no one, especially a child, should ever experience. How does somebody recover from something like that? No matter what harm has come to you, you can be completely freed of all of its effects through your trust in Jesus Christ. How do we get to that place of freedom? When we surrender completely to His love and let Him take over, He removes all the effects of whatever darkness has influenced us. Wendy is available to share her wildly inspiring story and to speak and minister to your church, congregation, and gathering. Empowerment to destroy all the darkness in our lives today. Book Wendy to speak at your next event. Go to her website, wendy-cohen.com.